When was the last time someone said to you, just calm down, just calm down? Or when was the last time you said to someone else, just calm down, it's going to be okay? Or has there been a moment recently where you needed to say to yourself, just calm down? Well, I want to tell you how to calm down, really, and not just in a way that helps us, but in a way that is pleasing to God, a, a God-ordained way to bring some calm into your life. Stick with me. Let's talk about that right now. Well, I want to take you in the Bible back into the Old Testament, Psalm 131, a psalm of David, one of those psalms of ascents, they called them. They would sing as they traveled to Jerusalem for one of the feast days. It's only three verses long, but let me read them to you right now. Here it is. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. Well, let's start with the end first, and then we'll work our way back to the beginning in just a moment. He begin, ends with these words, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Hope has the idea of trust, confidence in. Put all your hope in Him, all of your, all your desires in Him, all of your confidence in Him. We understand that. The Bible invites us to trust in God. We know that God is worthy of our trust. We know that when we put our trust in Him, He is always faithful to us. Well, let's back up a little bit and go to the first part of this verse and the second verse in particular and understand what it means to be calm. Uh, first of all, he says, My heart is not haughty nor my eyes lofty, neither do I concern myself with great matters nor things too profound for me. In other words, he says, There are some things that are just beyond my comprehension. Uh, I don't want to be haughty and lifted up acting like I know it all or I somehow replace God by controlling it all. Basically, it comes down to this reality. Don't try to control too much. In fact, if you want to be real honest, we control very little. Our, our sphere of influence is very small. Now, our sphere of concern may be very large, but we can't really affect that. There's only a few things that we can affect. So those things that are beyond us, those things that we can't figure out, those things that we can't directly change, they're beyond me. Just leave them alone. Don't let those things overwhelm our thoughts. Don't let them overpower us and take away our calm. And that comes really through humility. That's where he talks about that, that I'm not haughty to my eyes lofty. I'm thinking about things that is really God's business. And just humble myself and know that I'm just his creation. If you're one of his children, I'm his child. And he is able to provide for me and care for me. Just leave it in his hands. But then the second part is what I really want to talk about. It's really the meat of this, this psalm where it says in verse 2, Surely I have calmed myself. This is where that self-calming comes into place. I can do something to help calm myself, to reach that point of trust. I need to extract those thoughts that are overwhelming me and just say, i got to leave those with God. It's because I don't have an answer. doesn't mean God doesn't have one. Just because I can do nothing doesn't mean that God can't intervene. Just when it feels like I'm not going to make it doesn't mean that God can't sustain us. But leave those things alone. And then he says, here's what we do. I've calmed my quiet in my soul. And then he gives a picture. He talks about a child with his mother. Just sort of thinking, here's the picture that comes to my mind. And actually I have a picture to go with the picture that comes with my mind. I'll show you this one. This is a picture several years ago of our granddaughter Elise. It's the day after she was born. And uh, Julie and I were uh, there with our son-in-law Eric and daughter Jessica when she uh, arrived. And we were helping take care of the two older kids at that time. But uh, when we were there, the day after she came home, there was a snowstorm. She was born in January, and there's about a foot and a half of snow outside. There's a blizzard going on, 
and I had uh, Elise in my arms and she just went to sleep and for maybe 45, 50 minutes, close to an hour, she just was snuggled up and Julie snapped that picture. It's become one of my favorites, just that comfort. And that's the feeling he's creating with these verses. Now he's talking about a mother and a child and you understand there's some things that a mother can only provide to a child that a father can't. And that is nourishment that in the way that God designed it. So surely I've calmed and quieted my soul. But notice he makes this distinction. Like a weaned child with his mother. A child who's weaned has moved past milk and is now on solid food. He doesn't need to have his mother feed him from the breast in order to sustain life or her life. But uh, in other words, he says that it's moved past that point in his maturity. So what's the distinction between a weaned child and a non-weaned child? A, mother, a child that's still needing to be nursed by his mother and one who is now at least nutritionally not dependent directly on the mother for his nourishment. So what is the difference? Well, the cry of that child is different. The cry of that child is different. The, the, a a non-weaned child cries for nourishment. When it is, has, has a discomfort of hunger or other discomforts, it cries out. And that's the alert signal to let those who are the caregivers know it needs some attention. This child needs some attention. But a weaned child does not go to the mother for nourishment. It's not what the child provides. So we need to move beyond. This is the, sort of the next kind of sub-step in this whole process. We need to move beyond what God does for us, what God does for you. Now, God does amazing things for us. He has amazing promises for us. He does all kinds of great things for us. But He is more than just a divine vending machine. We've all had someone who we feel treated us as a friend as long as they felt like they could get something from us. But were they a friend that was a friend for other reasons? We don't want to be that friend that just shows up because God's dropping goodies. He's not just that, uh, that source of, of, of goodies in our life. He's not the candy store God that just delivers us all the goodies. Now, He does provide for us. I don't want to take that away. But this is a picture of the weaned child that moves beyond that. And let's talk about that right now. Let's read this verse again, verse 2. Surely I've, qu I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. You see, this child not only finds, has moved beyond, I should say, moved beyond finding uh, satisfaction and comfort from the nourishment of the mother, but finds comfort from the presence of the mother. And this is the picture he point, paints for us. A weaned child finds comfort in God's presence. A child of God finds comfort in God's presence, just like a weaned child finds comfort in the presence of his mother. It's not what the child is being provided for from the mother as far as nourishment. It's just he longs to be there. God wants us to move beyond just viewing Him as someone who gives to us, but that we can just enjoy being in His presence, that we can just love and worship Him. We talked a little bit ago about that friend that was a friend as long as something was being gotten from us. But with that friend that's just there for us just because He wants to be with you, wants to be part of your life, is interested in you. That's that true friendship. God wants us just to enjoy being with Him. And this simple thought, it's a profound thought, but it's simple to understand. And it will help us through. And this is what will quiet our souls and calm our hearts. Just to understand that God is here. God is with us. And I'm living this day with Him. He is around. He's aware. I can talk to Him. I can listen to Him through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God as He brings things to our mind. He is here. We need to live in the presence of God. If you want to calm yourself, lay aside those things that are outside of my control. Most of everything is. Leave those to God. Don't let them acting like we are God in charge of everything. We have to fix everything. We leave it to Him. Yes, we have to be involved as He leads us, but it's ultimately His Word. Secondly, we need to calm ourselves in the sense that we get from God not just what we need, but move beyond that, push beyond that, just to know that He is here. 
it is enough that he's here. It's just enough to know that we are cradled in his arms and we are snuggled up next to him and we can enjoy his presence. I hope you'll do that today and I hope you will find some divinely ordained calm in your soul. Hey, maybe it's time for you to just simply calm down.